God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. All right, everybody, welcome to the uh, podcast uh, where we uh, are always professional and we always uh, take a sober look at all the uh, facts and then make our decisions. And then those decisions are final for everyone in the earth. And uh, if you don't believe that to be true, then FYI, GFY, that's the way we work here on. I'm okay. You're okay. (laughs) You're okay. If you believe what I say, (laughs) I'm not okay. And you're not okay. If you don't believe what I say, I sign off and co-sign on all that. Everything you said was accurate. In fact, it should be carved into some sort of monument and uh, erected somewhere, uh, perhaps near the Capitol. Uh, The first thing I want to do is thank our patrons. We got three new patrons and I, Oh, nice. I'm grateful for the support over there, and it's just cool that you guys hop on. Of course, you get some bonus songs that Bob and I wrote. We send out postcards, which, by the way, if you are a newish patron, send me a message on the Patreon. You can DM me over there. It's pretty easy to figure out, or you can email the show, gmail.com. I will get that postcard in the mail to you immediately. So thank you to Jeff Keller, Scott Harper, and TJ. And we know that hey. all we know that all heroes don't wear capes, Bob. Sometimes heroes look just like you and me and Scott and Jeff and TJ, and they're here with us now, and they'll be joining us in the igloo of the secret weekly you know what i know about those guys what first and foremost bde a lot of bde bde a lot of b just when i heard those names like the first thing i thought was like how much fucking bde can you even like have on a podcast because obviously you and me Mm -hmm. we're maxing out sure bde sure there's no more i mean more room in my pants i mean there's no more room in this podcast right I mean, we've already done all the zipping. We've let everything run its course. And we're still like, well, is there anything left to unzip here? Because it's tight up in this podcast. And it's not with unpleasant. All this it's not unpleasant, but it is tight. It's pretty unpleasant, dude. It's tight. <laughs> all right. I, I do have a few interesting emails that I do want to uh, read. And then we okay, can talk cool. about stuff. Uh, oh, yo- hold on. Let me put my uh, email pipe in yeah well while, while you read Do you have your email monocle uh you know what i need to get one off of amazon i'm sure i can find one okay good uh joanna taylor who goes by joe says what's up boys she says on not criticizing <laughs> things unless you can do it better bad directors directing bad movies are kind of like bad football kickers missing every field goal in a season if they get paid to do it the results should be good catching up on some episodes and loving it you guys rule joe would you mind if I take this one, Bob? I don't know what she just said, so please. She's basically saying like, so the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, my local football team, NFL team, I kind of got invested in their season this year. And I know you like to watch yourself a little bit NFL too. Two facts I about all the games. Two facts. I watched all my games too. Two facts about me and you that uh, people might be surprised by, but we did. We both, you're a Packers fan. I'm a Titans fan. And we have this fucking kicker that misses the easiest field goals. And there is, it makes you want to pull your fucking hair out because like she's saying about the kicker, it's your one job, kick the fucking ball through the field goal. All right, that's your job. And when he doesn't do it, the rage in me was insane. Now she's saying when a director makes a bad film, it's similar. I disagree, Johanna, because a director is one small part in an insane uh, cabal of moving pieces that make a movie. And there are so many opportunities for a good movie or a good idea or a good screenplay 
to get utterly fucked up by all the people who have their hand in it. So, you know, uh, it's just not, it's not, a, it's not a, an overlapping analogy. Sometimes good directors make bad movies because shit's out of their control. Depends on where they get their funding, who the producers are, who, how, how the screenplay gets rewritten, redrafted. Sometimes a movie, a director can make a movie that they love and it gets taken away from them by the studio and they completely re-edit it, which can change the entire flow and feeling and narrative of a film. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying so far. I've been uh, listening and making notes to see if there's anything I disagree with. And so far, I have found zero points to disagree with. <laughs> I'm thinking about great directors that have made bad films, and I hate that I immediately thought of David Lynch because he's one of the greats of all time, and he's made a few movies that are straight up unwatchable. And well, he's I, made one that's unwatchable. Well, I would say Inland Empire, his last yeah, film, is that one's is just really bad. I don't know what happened. Two, though, I think Lost Highway I would put up there. Yeah, but Lost Highway. It's artful. It's, but. it's not a bad movie. There is a performance. So there's a guy, Franklin Jella, I think his name is, right? Isn't that the guy that plays the bad guy in it? I haven't seen whatever, I, it's, Maybe forever. it's not. Whatever the guy's name is. Uh, okay. It's, I'm, I, I'm sure I've got it wrong, actually. Okay. Whoever the bad guy is in that movie is trying to do what Dennis Hopper did in Blue Velvet, and he is failing. And when you have a guy on screen that's not delivering the goods... It's like you ordered something from Amazon and then you opened up the box and guess what was in there? A big pile of dog turds. And then you're like, well, I filmed it well. I thought it was a decent script. It was kind of weird like all my other shit, but. It is funny that you mentioned Blue Velvet because he, Dennis Hopper nailed that guy so fucking hard. Like that is one of the greatest movie villains ever. And then he definitely tried to. It's one of the greatest performances of all time. But did you ever see Wild at Heart with Nick Cage, another David Lynch film? And oh, yeah. And Laura Dern. So the, basically the Frank character of that is Willem Dafoe. And he right. is great. Right. So scary. But you're right. There's a, basically the Frank character in Lost Highway and it didn't work. No, that guy was horrible. You don't believe him. You just, it, it, it looks like an actor doing a thing and you're like, oh, this is horrible. Who are other, let's, let's not spend too much time on this, but just anything that comes to your head. Great directors who made a bad film. Well, I mean, Gangs of New York is really a terrible <laughs> film. Scorsese but it does, has, it has yeah. this amazing performance by Daniel Day-Lewis. And I'll just I'll just turn on that movie and just skip ahead to all the Bill the Butcher scenes. Yeah. Because they're amazing. The monologues are so awesome. But everything in between those and after them is awful. Yeah, I'm thinking also about like Hugo and like Aviator, which have great performances and, and have greatness in them, but don't rise to I hated Hugo. I haven't watched it since I watched it when it came out. But I I remember hating it. Yeah, I mean David Cronenberg's made some stinkers too, and I think he's so great. But well, he made that History of Violence, which is oh so man good. the pinnacle for him. And then Eastern Promises, which I liked right afterwards. And then the next movie he made after that was pretty bad. What was that? Cosmopolis. I, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, no director has a flawless. I mean, even Quentin Tarantino, he's the closest I can think of that may have a flawless filmography. But that Death Proof movie is pretty rough. Uh, Death Proof is bad again because Rosie, what's her name? Rosario Ro Dawson. Rosario Dawson's performance. She's she's like the whole movie, like the first half of that movie is just her talking, and she's not a good I actor. Know. So that's not very good. 
I I didn't really like Jackie Brown, but a lot of people like that movie. Oh, Jackie Brown is chef's kiss. Mwah. Thank you for the email, Joanna. Yo, it's really good to hear from you. You can write in bobandclint at gmail.com. We will read it on the show. We will talk about the fucking thing you want us to talk about if we like it. Now, this is an interesting email, Bob, from our friend Wes Cruz. I know you know hey, Wes, Wes Cruz. By the way, had a good time spending some time with you and your fans at your Monday night stream Monday. My family's out of town. I was lonely. I had a glass of vino, and I uh, I got to watch you play some songs. Wonderful performance. And, and you probably saw Wes Cruz on the, and Wes Cruz on was the there. chat. I saw a lot of yeah. IOK people, and everyone was real having just having a really good time, man. And it was it was really nice to watch that little well, not little, but to watch to watch that group of people joke with each other, engage with each other. Right. They they love your music. You were playing some deep cuts. They they know all the words. That's what makes those shows fun. It's the chat. If yeah. it was just me up there performing every week, I would have stopped doing it 10 months ago. But it's really just a group of people getting together, mm-hmm. chatting with each other, which is why people go see live music. Right. People go see live music to get together with a bunch of people that are like them and hang out. And so that's what we're doing online. It was really clear that that is a special place for a lot of people. And I thought that was yeah. really cool. It was really cool. All right. So, um, and by the way, how do you, how do you get, you have to be one of the patrons for the song club podcast to get an invite to that. Is that the deal? So, yeah. So if you want to get in on that, you got to go to uh, patreoncom backslash Bob Schneider. I think it's Bob Schneider. And then uh, you can sign up for the Patreon and it's, you know, it's pretty cheap. So you sign up for that and then also sign up for the IOK, you know, and you leave a few crumbs here, a few crumbs there. And guess what? The birds start showing up. And guess what? The birds <laughs> have, the birds have sweet, sweet, sweet sound songs of birds yeah. chirping, bird song. Well, they sing songs. And then your life is filled with bird song. And then you combine that with your BDE and dude, the world is your oyster dude. at that point. And all it costs is a couple, here's what it costs you. Nothing. Because you know what you're letting go of? The poison dollar. You're letting go of the poison dollar and you're filling your life with BDE and birdsong. So you you decide what you want to do. You want to hold on to that poison dollar or do you want BDE and birdsong? Dude, you thought when you had the BDE, you really thought you'd like maxed out on how you could level up. But then you sprinkle a little birdsong on that and it's basically just cracking through the glass ceiling of of heaven and dude it's like that last scene in willy wonka and the chocolate factory where the right. guy's like well i guess i fucking lost everything I, you know i guess we're going back to being homeless and living with these old people in this fucking place that's got no heat and no gene wilder who's as insane as anybody shocked that that dude hasn't been canceled yet just goes hey no you got it all right and we're about to take this fucking <laughs> and by the way we're about to fucking shoot through the roof on this fucking elevator and we're all dying. Dude, they're all going to their death at the end. Oh my God, dude. If I was in that elevator, I'd be like, hey, let me out of the elevator. Well, there's another book right after it called Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator where they're in fucking space. So it's like, I know. I don't want to go to no. space. I want my chocolate. <laughs> I want my. I want my money. Give me my money and my fucking chocolate empire. I don't want to go to space, motherfucking insane dude. I thought you were giving me a chocolate. He's empire. murdering children. He's murdering children in his chocolate factory. He's got indentured, weird aliens working for him. <laughs> what the fuck is going on in that movie? All right, look. I guarantee you at some point, dude, fucking that movie's getting canceled 100%.
Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we just rewatched it. It was great. We've been reading a lot of Roald Dahl. It's Roll so Ball. good. I'll tell you what movie really sucks is Tim Burton's version of it. That movie sucks. Dude, that movie sucks. But can I can I just talk about... Well, we have an email to read. But let me... Before we read the email, I just want to talk about this. If you have kids, just watch this movie. Because I've watched it. I, wa- I started the day watching it with my daughter today. And she's watched this movie probably 30, 40 times. So I've listened to most of it that many times and it's truly a work of pure pure genius Mm -hmm. the photography is great i'm not talking about willy wonka this is a different movie the this movie i'm talking about the photography is amazing the acting is incredible but the songwriting is as good as any any movie ever made including wizard of oz which has some of the greatest musical songs ever written all right i think this is even better as a whole all right what is it the sound of motherfucking music dude and it's called the sound of motherfucking music i know they shortened it to the sound of music but the original title and it's the one i use the sound of motherfucking music it's funny that you that last part i added this really sounded like you were about to name a more obscure film you just named one of the most popular films of all time dude When's the last time you watched it? Uh, I've never seen it. All right. Well, watch it. Okay. It starts off with these nuns singing the song, How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? I'm crying (laughs) because I know it foreshadows she marries this guy that she goes to work for. No, 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 no. I just told you I hadn't seen it. All right. All right. She doesn't. No, no, no. God (laughs) damn. Damn it. Just watch it, dude. Yes, the songwriting, I will. The songwriting is so Goodbye. amazing. Every song, every song is a fucking masterpiece. I thought the songs in the in the 70s Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory were good. Cheer Up Charlie, I thought was a beautiful song. Made me, it actually made me cry when like the mom's singing it because they're super poor. They eat fucking cabbage every day. All right, listen. All right, wait, wait. I got to, uh, the, the Oompa Loompa song. Yeah. My dad is one of the singers. <laughs> what? Yeah, so they filmed that movie in 1971 in Munich, Germany, and my dad was going to school at the university. He was studying voice at the University of Munich, a German university. He was in the opera department there. And the Bavarian film studios where they made it were like, hey, we need some singers to sing this Oompa Loompa stuff. So they sent over four singers. My dad was one of them. He sang all the Oompa, Oompa, Oompa dee doo. Then they took that and they sped it up. So it sounds like those little munchkins. Did he get paid for it? But he's and not only did he not only did he sing those songs, but he's also in the crowd scene outside the gate. Wow. Like see my dad when he's approximately like, I don't know, he's probably like twenty six years old or something in that scene. First of all, that's an amazing that's amazing. I I can't wait to kind of revisit it with that in mind. But I love the scene where no one has seen Willy Wonka in like thirty years. Right. Thought to be insane. He's super paranoid because he thinks everyone's trying to steal his recipes and shit. And when Gene Wilder finally comes out and he's like on the cane and he's like, oh, yeah. and then he pretends to, f- he sticks the cane, like the cane right. just sticks in the ground, it's like magic. And then he does that little roll and the top hat thing. That is a great yeah. scene, man. It's so good. Okay. Let's read this email from Wes because Wes has a story here that happened that got my blood boiling a little bit. And he's curious what oh, we think shit. about this. Okay. 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 I'm listening. Uh, he says, hey, guys, love your music, love your podcast. Thanks, Wes. We appreciate you, dude. He says, I'm out with my significant other. We're having a conversation with the bartender at dinner. 
And I suggest that every place you travel with a beach to take a little bit of sand home and label it with where you've been. So he has this idea to sort of commemorate your trips. Take a little bit of sand, label it. It's a nice idea. He says a guy across the bar chimes in and yells at the bartender, hey, you can't do that. It's illegal. I say it's a little more sand than you take home on your sandals. And if the environmentalists don't like it, I don't care. He says my significant other got upset that I was provoking someone at a restaurant. And Wes says, I'm sincerely not trying to start anything, but I'm appalled at the interjection in a private conversation. While audible at a bar, he says, I'm disgusted at the cancel culture, lack of respect for private conversation. Curious about your thoughts. Uh, He says, I know you're not licensed therapist, but you're kind of like therapist for me because you apply a lot of common sense and experience in your conversations. Love and peace, Wes. So what do you think about this guy basically butting in with the the morality police about the sand? All right. Well, here's the difference between me and that guy at the bar. Okay. When you were telling the story about the sand, in my mind, I was going, oh, what if everybody in the world took sand from the beach? Would that like, like this is me thinking this. I'm thinking this while you're talking. (laughs) If everybody took sand, like what? what uh, There'd like, be what no would that sand. Look like? Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm asking myself. I'm not saying, oh, there'd be no. I'm not like, I'm not like going. You're just curious. Oh, if everybody takes sand, then there's no sand. I'm just like I'm I'm mulling it over mm-hmm. because this this is how your words are coming out in my brain. This guy. What are you saying? I'm talking slow? To, no, you're talking regular, but my brain works real fast. Oh, so God. in between your words, my brain's like concocting all the stuff like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if every like everybody took sand would like would 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 that is that a really a thing or is that just something I heard? Um Wait, no, that couldn't be. But maybe I guess it could be if every single person on earth went like this is what I'm thinking. Everybody on earth like if everybody, but not everybody on earth is going to go to the beach. Only a few people are going to go to the beach. And of those people, only a few people are going to take sand. So it's probably not that big of a deal. That's All right. what's going on. Okay. While you're just in that one sentence. Got it. All right. What next? Now what? So at the end of it, at the end of the sentence, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. It, and and so, you, so I just said, okay, now here's what that guy at the bar did. Somebody said somewhere. That if you take sand from the beach, if everybody took sand from the beach, there wouldn't be any sand. He heard that somewhere in his life. Because this guy's a fucking numbskull. And he can't think. He can't critically think. He just takes information and piles it on top of the other bullshit information that he's learned his entire life. Probably went to public school. Probably was told like, hey, we're going to give you an A if you memorize all this shit and repeat it back to us like a good fucking numbskull. So he's done that his whole life. So now he's at a bar and he's had a few drinks and he overhears this guy talking about f- taking sand from a beach. And he's like, I know the answer to this. Hey, that's illegal. That's going to fuck up the beach or that's illegal, motherfucker. And I'm like, hey, dude, think a lot more in your head before you make your mouth move. By the way. FYI, GFY. Well, to me, to me, that that's where I my rage is more focused. Is mind your own fucking business, guy. Yeah. Fuck Did anybody ask you, you your opinion? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck. FYI, dude. FYI, get fuck off. You're not invited yeah. to the convo. 
I know. Your opinion is valueless to me. Yeah. I don't care. I don't know who you. I don't care. I don't want to know you, and I don't care. But here's the thing. Here, the, who, who leaves comments? Lonely I people. know that some of the people that are listening to this podcast leave comments. Don't leave any more comments. I mean, actually, if they're really nice, like people leave really nice comments on my on my podcast that I post on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you for leaving nice comments. That's sweet. And I appreciate it. But don't leave a shitty comment. Ever. Listen, it's pretty simple. And it's Spend not- your rest of your life not never leaving a shitty comment for anybody. Spend the rest of your life only saying nice things to everybody that you meet, no matter how much you disagree with them. Spend the rest of your life doing that. Yeah, I agree. I- and here's what you'll here's what you'll end up doing. You'll have the BDE and the bird song at the end of your life if you do that. I've never left a comment. I've left a positive review for things I like, but with things I don't like, I've never said anything about it. I just move on. People need to do that. You're yeah, not doing us any favors by make, trying to make us feel bad. And it doesn't even make us feel bad. Anyway, we're or we're crack- it makes me feel bad. Well, you're more sensitive about it than me, but it annoys me. But we're I'm cracking open, we're cracking op- cracking open a fucking forbidden door that does not need to be open. Uh, the guy should have minded his own fucking business. Wes, don't sweat that, homie. And and you know, her, he, he's in a pickle because his partner kind of got a little embarrassed by it. And his partner was basically like, "Hey, chill out." But Wes is like, "That guy's the asshole." I get all that too. But let me tell yeah. you something. Uh, pick your battles with your lady because that's your lady. Don't oh, worry about that guy. Don't try way, to don't try to win the argument with her. Yeah. If she's upset and she'd rather you t- dial it down, you're not losing to him. If you you know, don't let him fucking win between you and your your gal yeah. or your dude. I don't know who you see, Wes, but your your partner. Don't let anything come into that. You have a castle that is your relationship with your partner, and there's a fucking moat and there's a drawbridge. Pull up that drawbridge. Don't let anyone into that shit because they can't touch what you have. Take care of your baby first. Here's what you do, dude. Here's the secret to having happy relationships. And here's why I don't have happy relationships. Because <laughs> I don't follow my own advice. Go here's on. Here's the secret. When somebody tells you something, and it doesn't matter what it is, tell me anything. Tell you. I'm going to show you how it works. You tell me anything, Clint. Uh, I don't like the shirt that you're wearing. Man, you don't like the shirt I'm wearing. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you know what that means? This is what this is what you this is what you just heard. You heard this. Oh, I said I don't like the shirt you're wearing, and you heard me because you repeated it back to me. So I know you heard me. Now I didn't say, hey motherfucker, mind your own business, or hey dude. Don't tell me my shirt's fucking... What about your shirt, bitch? No. All I did was repeat back what you said. And guess what? It's called mirroring. It's called game over. (laughs) You feel good. I feel good. Let's move on. What else you got? Say something else. I'd like you to... You're annoying as fuck, uh, Bob, with all your bullshit. Right. All your opinions. Right. Man, dude, I'm fucking annoying as fuck with all my opinions dude yeah but guess what so is your partner like everyone is i know but i'm telling you dude all just agree just agree and and again i'm not actually i'm not saying agree i'm not saying agree because you might not agree and you don't want to just lie and say oh i agree you don't have to agree just repeat it back and don't you know don't necessarily exactly repeat it back because then they're like hey man you're just repeating back what i said well yeah so be a little bit more clever about it 
But let them know that you heard, you heard what them. they said. That's all you have to do. And, and I do think there is a more advanced step where it is really important in your relationships for your partner to feel like they can influence your behavior. Like your partner needs to know, not, not to control you, but your partner needs to know that occasionally if they need something from you, that you will do it, even if you right. don't want to. That's really Absolutely. important. Well, then, then the other thing you can do is you can go, how can I help you with this? What can I yeah. do to help you with sure. this? And they'll go, can you do this? And you go, nope. Can you do this? All right. I'll do that. Well, I, I'm a dude, so I like to solve the problems, which don't cancel me. I know that <laughs> I know that women do too and all that shit. My my intuition is to be like, oh, there's a problem? What can I do to help you solve it? And then my wife goes, Don't do anything, dummy. Just listen to me. Just yeah, let me be just, upset. Okay. Okay. By the way, not just women want to be listened to, men too. Men. But yeah, our default is how do I fix this problem? Oh, there's a problem. Let me fix it. Let me be useful because That's I know I, that exactly. all men are unnecessary. You only need one man. You need all women, but you only need one man. So I know I'm redundant. How can I be useful? But men want to feel useful. Right. But they also want to be listened to. They want to just be heard. Like I want to say, oh man, I'm fucking so upset. I just want my wife to go, man, I can see that you're really upset. I don't want her to go, well, why don't you fucking do that then? I'm like, that's not helping. <laughs> like, you, you're like you say, hey, that's illegal, man. Fucking stealing sand from the beach. That's not helpful. Just go, oh, you, you'd like to take sand from the beach. Okay. Done. Beauty and birdsong, bitch. Yeah. Well, I, I like to say to these people, I am okay. I accept that I disagree with you. Now it's your. It's time for you to make the same accept. It's time for you to deal with it. Also, bye, goodbye. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the other thing too. You can't do it. Here's the thing: you can't do what I said and expect the other person to do the same. This is only and yeah, the only that's reason tough. you should. The only reason, tough. but the only reason you should do it. The only reason you should do it is because it's the right thing. It's the right thing to do, and you know, as a human computer, which we all are that the more right things you do, the better you're going to feel about yourself. And the fact of the matter is I'm powerless over everybody's uh, whatever they're going to do. And the only thing I can do is just go, I'm going to listen. I'm going to accept what is, and I'm going to try to be loving in all my affairs. That's the greatest thing I can do. Everything else is just wasted energy. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm wait, it's a lot of it's a lot of wasted energy. It doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't solve any of your problems. It doesn't give you that BDE. It doesn't give you that bird song. It is hard when you feel like you've like you've cracked into some kind of enlightenment mode, and in your mind, in your idealized version of it, your partner is is there with you in that cloud. <laughs> and then I'm telling you, man, I'll oh, I'll man. like make that bid, like the 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 best version of me bid, and then if my partner's kind of not quite there. Yeah, it goes bye bye. I'm like, oh fuck this! If you're not gonna do it, I'm not fucking doing it, dude. Wait, as soon as you, as soon as you bring fear into the equation, all of that goes out the window. Dude. You bring fear into it, and you immediately you're like four years old. Whatever you were doing at four, that's what you're doing now at whatever age you are. Which at four, a lot of just uh, crying and pooping, sobbing in the pooping, fetal position. And pooping, pooping and running. <laughs> pooping, pooping and running. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. As an adult, you can 
your first reaction obviously is poop and run but then you can <laughs> but you, you but then you can take a second and go okay 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 what's going on here all right i'm an adult what can i do and then you can take a second and you can then kind of get into a right place you don't have to you know what i mean of course your first reaction is going to be poop and run poop and run <laughs> but <laughs> but then you're like you don't have to totally poop everything out into your pants <laughs> you can stop it at some point what a combo pooping and running two things that really don't go together super well dude that's that's dude that's dude in the wild in the wild when a fucking gazelle is hot when, when you see the little fucking uh, ibis fucking click 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 across the fucking stony grounds of the tundra and the fucking snow leopard sees that shit first thing the snow leopard does is just shits everything out just immediately like that silently and then fucking i'm going and also the ibis is like oh (laughs) they're both like immediately shitting and now they're both running one to to eat and the other to live (laughs) that's the way it works dude That's the way it works. They're both shitting one to eat and one to live. Yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta be ready to go. Jesus Christ. Well listen, on this happy note, let's poop and run right on out of here into the secret weekly. It's been fun hanging with you guys. You can write in Bob and Clint at gmail.com. Bob's got a new record out. It's coming out soon. You can get it early at his Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Bob Schneider. His other podcast is called The Song Club. My other podcast is called Metal Up Your Podcast. And uh, we'll see you in the Secret Weekly. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 